Welcome to today's episode of Juicing the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Ellis. And today we're going back into um, my exploration of Baseball Savant's website, as well as one pointless idea I had. And I'm going to be here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as we usually try to be. We've done a lot of NFL stuff recently, which has been good since the season's been, um, well, over. And we haven't had too much discussion to make of it thus far. But it's nice to kind of pivot back in and out of it when, when we have an idea for it. But today, it's back to baseball. Back to, back to the heartland of America. All right, let's not get in trouble with Pat McAfee over here. Anyway. <laughs> All right, do you want to start with the big thing I had or the smaller thing I had? Let's. How small is a small thing? It won't take that long. Um, let's start with the big thing. All right. So, I was curious about the the initial idea I had was what pitch is most thrown in the zone, and what pitch is most thrown out of the zone. I want to guess right now that it's fastball and slider. So I ended up not doing that. Okay. Because I just. <laughs> I kept. I found out it was both a difficult question to answer, and ultimately a less interesting one. Okay. Because as I kind of started playing around with baseball savant and like making spreadsheets and going through things, I ended up just so curious about everything that happens in the zone versus out of the zone, and so I made a pivot table oh, to show course. us everything oh, <laughs> that fuck. happens in the zone and out of the zone. So I'm going to show you what this thing said right now. And um, there's a lot to go through. But Should I be scared? Uh, yeah, pivot tables are pretty scary. So hold on as I just fix everything for you. So do you want to start in the zone or out of the zone? In the zone. All right. So my in the zone pivot table. So I have this broken down by pitch. And then there's underneath each pitch is a description of what that event was. Um, and then to the right of that is the count of how often that happened. So, for example, the first thing you see is change-ups. That's what CH stands for. And there were, as of um, Monday, July 15th, when I did this, there were 3,509 change-ups thrown in the zone. Of those 3,509, <laughs> you see a whole bunch of different results here. Right, the most common thing happening is a foul ball at 910. But you have, uh, I mean, one single bunt foul tip, 101 <laughs> balls, 703 called strikes, seven foul bunts, 32 foul tips, 770 uh, balls that were hit into play, of which 273 were hit into play with no out. Um, 800, or sorry, 182 of which were hit into play and scored. Um, two missed bunts and 528 swinging strikes. So, so a lot of, happened. Out here. of 3,500, there was roughly 1,231 strikes. Yeah, looks that way. Yeah, not including fouled strikes. Yeah, not including foul balls. Yeah, because we don't. I guess it'd be tough to say if that was like a foul ball with yeah. two strikes on or a foul ball exactly. with none. Yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty good CSW right there. Called strikes plus whiffs. Uh, uh, We've talked yeah. about this in a previous episode, have, but it's basically have, yeah. a nice new. Th that's a really good, actually, like 30, 33% CSW. Yeah, 
CSW rate, that's pretty good. So I ended up just becoming absolutely fascinated by this. And if I collapse all of the windows here, just so we can see an overall picture of the initial question I had asked myself of what is the most common pitch um, thrown in this. And it's tough because, like, as we talked about in the previous episode, when I would look, is looking at um, strikes out of the strike zone. And we ended up having a weirdly high number of um, called strikes out of the strike zone, which would inherently be a ball. Um, I didn't want to do what pitch was thrown for a strike versus which pitch was thrown for a ball because that's weirdly subjective given the nature of umpiring. Luckily, baseball savant can break it down by where it actually landed in the MLB official strike zone. So if we look at this, the most unsurprising result possible, and I think you said it before I even opened this, what's the most commonly thrown uh, pitch for in the zone? Four-seam fastball. Four-seam fastball. By a uh, lot. By a lot. <laughs> and that's probably by as a, a result of that most likely – I think we've talked about this. I think that's just the most commonly thrown yeah. ball in yeah. baseball by like a by fuck ton. By a lot. So that's not a huge surprise. Second place is kind of surprising, though. It's a slider. Yeah. 6,500. So That's um, pretty wild. Uh, 16,362 uh, forcing fastballs thrown in the zone. 6,532 sliders in the zone. That's so, a fuck you know, ton. A 10,000 pitch difference between fastballs. Oh, so much. Yeah. Between one and two. You know. So much. Um, but I think I'd love to see a graph of this just to see how <laughs> like useless this is. Oh, well, or, well, like not how useless, but like the vast difference between the two what's really useless is whatever the fuck fo is which i'm not even sure what that stands yeah, I've for been sitting here trying to figure out like what everything stands for so like we have change up cutter something pro- that's probably a curveball no, uh this is a curveball this is a cutter fastball cutter yeah okay. cu we can go through this because i one of the my my gripes is that um, most websites outside of baseball reference don't have like a hover over yeah for what the abbreviations are which makes doing this kind of shit very annoying uh, so if you ever see the abbreviation CH is a changeup, CU is a curveball. If anything starts with F, it it's derives from a fastball. fastball. Okay. So cutters are variations of fastball, so it goes there. FF is a four-seam fastball. We're going to skip FO for now. Um, FS is a sinker or a two-seamer. They're the same thing. Um, and that's why, although, I, despite the fact I just said that, FT is also a two-seam fastball because people do like to make the distinction. Although many major leaguers don't, and myself believe that they are the same pitch because you okay. hold it the same way. Got it. Um, KC is a knuckle, knuckle curve. curve. Yeah. KN knuckle. I, I guess that's just a knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, null means that there was no data for what this was actually going to be called, so it's probably some weird. Um, misidentified or unidentifiable pitch, or it's just too similar to one thing to the other. It's only 30 results in this, so obviously it's not a, a big deal, but right. you see it every now and then. Uh, SI is another sinker, and SL is slider. So there's essentially three sinkers on here. Yeah, I forget what the distinction was between them. I can find them with my 10 million tabs open. Uh, but That's so ugly. I, I know. A lot of it's for, for this. I'm not, that's not what I'm looking for. A lot of this is for uh, today's episode, but still. Fangraphs, pitch. So yeah, what do you make of um some of the 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 less common thrown pitches here? Um, outside of the ones that are, you can kind of just write off like null with thirty results, knuckle with fifty five, and whatever the F-O. fuck fo stands for at fourteen. Some of the other least common thrown ones are knuckle curveballs, which I 
I'm, I think that has to be higher for out of the zone because I'd imagine that's a ball that's often spiked in the dirt. Because right. um, I know that there are pitchers who throw it, and I know it's going to have been thrown more than 1,600 times. Um, I mean, if we combine all the two-seamers and sinkers together, we have you know roughly over 7,000, 7,100 just about, um, which is a decent number. It would be higher than a slider if you want to categorize all those together. I mean... I still am just surprised that there are so many sliders in the zone. I'm assuming that's just because they hang in the zone and that's just the way it is. Um, a lot of pitchers will also throw their sliders in the zone and out of the zone to give you two different looks at it. Right. You know, like, um, so for all of you at home, imagine you're um, a right-handed pitcher throwing to a right-handed hitter, okay? So if you throwing a slider that looks it ends up out of the zone, it's going to make it like... 80% of the way to the plate looking like it's in the zone, right? You can throw it middle-middle, and what's going to happen is it's going to end up um, anywhere between 6 to 12 inches off the plate um, in the left-handed batter's box and low because sliders not only go down but also to the side. So that's going to be the one of the looks that you that you see probably most often right? Uh, as that's a really good chase pitch. What you'll also see, though... Um, which is, in my opinion, just one of the most fun pitches to watch, is imagine you moved that pitch in your delivery like six inches to the right. So now it looks like it's heading right at the batter. And instead of breaking out of the batter's box and drawing a swing, it's going to break in the zone and draw a buckle from the batter where they don't even swing because they think they're going to get hit because that's how it looks like it's coming in. Um, So that's... A little bit drastic, but that's an example of when you throw it in the zone versus out of the zone. The same thing can be applied to Beautifully lefties. said. Thank you, my friend. Um, so, F.O. is a pitch out. Because so that makes sense. No longer surprised it's that <laughs> it's that fucking low. But actually, now I'm surprised there's been 14 pitch outs this season. Yeah. That's shocking. Especially since I know the Mets is, did one, but... Especially since there's just an automatic walk. You don't have to pitch anyone out now. Oh, okay, hold on. What do you think a pitch out is? When the catcher literally leaves the box and they pitch him out of the box. Okay, so the reason that you do pitch outs is you think someone's stealing. Oh, that would make yeah. more sense. Okay, so, so it's the so same right. thing, but for a different purpose. Yeah, so back okay. before the intentional walk, um, as we know it now, where you just point to first yeah. base, the catcher used to stand up and walk a comical distance away from home plate. Which I always wondered how it was in the rules because the catchers have a catcher's box. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those lines right behind home plate that you're supposed to stay in as a catcher. So I never know how this became a thing in the first place. But and then the pitcher would just play catch yeah. four times nice and then soft toss. Yeah, yeah, just just unless you're casual. against Miguel Cabrera where he still hits it out of the park, or against Gary Sanchez where he hit his first career triple, really an intentional walk. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what a pitch out is is where the catcher will start in his catcher's position. And then when the pitcher moves to his windup, the catcher will stand up and either walk forward or like forward into a side, catch the ball while standing, so the pitch will be delivered very high, and then throw to second. And the idea is that like the you think that this runner is going to steal, you know, your pickoff isn't working, or you just don't think it's going to work. So we'll try to catch him stealing in a planned effort, um, and that's what a pitch out is. You don't see it much anymore. 
in part because analytics say that wasting the pitch and putting your pitcher in a worse count isn't good, and they'd rather have it be a strike or, um, I guess, just have it progress more naturally. Right. And you also just don't see players stealing as many bases as they used to. Because Billy Hamilton can't cut on base. Because Billy Hamilton just cannot get on base. And for some reason, uh, Ricky Henderson retired. <laughs> no one knows why. <laughs> Let's bring him back for like half a season. Let's bring him back for a full season. Fuck that shit. Give you know how like, Jose Consenco just always comes back to play for like independent league ball t- I'm amazed teams. he still does this. Yeah. And he sucks. He's fucking awful. But he always comes back and does it. I want to see Ricky Henderson do it and just steal like 20 bags. I would, I would love to see that. Like nothing more than to see that. Uh, also, real quick, um, so yeah, Fangraphs has FS and SI being the same thing. Um, between a, a sinker, um, SF is what the split finger is, but that doesn't appear on our list. So I'm, I'm actually kind of interested as to why Baseball Savant would have it split between being SI and FS. I don't know what the difference would be between those two things. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was literally the same number and they just had them doubled in categories. Yeah. Um, well, actually, now I'm wondering because there's no split finger. And I'm wondering if maybe SI would, would be more appropriate. Or maybe FS would be a, a, a split. Like a fastball splitter, and then SI would be the sinker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The numbers would line up better. <laughs> Actually, now they point that out, the numbers would line up a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll call FS the split finger. Okay. The so splitter. there's only 462, quote-unquote, split fingers, while there's roughly 3,000 sinkers. Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. Um, so this looks about... W- give me give me some perceptions. So like, if we, if we unlocked um, or opened up the... The knuckle curved tab here. What do you think our most common description of, of, of event is going to be? What do you think the most common result is from this uh, pitch? Knuckle curve is a foul, downward going pitch. Foul. I was going to say either a foul ball or um, ground ball. That's what I would say. Yeah, too, somewhere yeah. in there. Something because you want to. The idea is to roll over the top of it. Um, so actually, ground wow. ball is not going to be an option for us. Uh, the most common event is actually a called strike. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Jesus. 294. Way to go, R.A. Dickey. Who? <laughs> 805. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's surprising. The second most common one is foul. And then the third most common one is uh, hit into play. Uh, not hit into play, no score, um, or no out, I should say. So probably um, that's going to include a fair number. I'd say most of those, somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 of those, are probably going to be outs. So, yeah, go figure. Uh, give me p- Pick another one. Pick another one of these um, guys. I want to see change-ups. Well, uh, we start with change-ups. Oh, we did go in depth on that. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, let's see curveballs. Okay, feel like that one's gonna be called strikes. This will be an interesting one because I would have given the same exact answer as knuckle yeah. curve. Um, all right, we just did knuckle curve. Yeah, I'm a smart guy. <laughs> do you want to pick another one? Do you want to see this one? Nah, let's do it. We're already here. All right, so then I'm gonna see, yeah, I'm gonna say called strikes probably gonna be. Yeah, yeah, it's so lot. far and away the biggest one. Wow, that's not even fucking close. So out of the twenty nine hundred forty six um, total events that resulted from a curveball uh, pitched in the zone, we have eleven hundred and sixty of those were called strikes, and that is just so far and away the most. The second most is also foul ball, and the third most is also hit into play, with four hundred and forty nine of those. We have a lot more swinging strikes here. Swinging strikes uh, ends up taking the uh, fourth place here at 269. 
I want to take a look at sliders next because I want to see if swinging strikes are going to be higher than called strikes. All right. Uh, we have to keep in mind that slider, because there are half as many... No, actually, it's, it's about the same. I was... I was. Um, oh, no, sorry. There's half as many curveballs as there are sliders. I had my numbers mixed up. Half as many curveballs as sliders. So we'll, we'll keep that in perspective as a rate. Um, so our most common event here mm. is still called strike. It's still 1,846 out of 6,300... 6,532, uh, our second most... Uh, our top three are the exact same top three as it was before. It's it's called strike, foul, and hit into play in that order. Top four are the same, too, because then, and then swinging Yeah, strike. top four is swinging strikes at 848. Huge difference between called strikes and swinging strikes. Yeah, uh, that's an, it's it's 1,000 pitches. It's more than double. Uh, um, so 998, sir. <laughs> lick my nuggets. <laughs> So we had 269 out of uh, 2,946 pitches were swinging, resulted in swinging strikes. So 10%. Uh, 272 because there's also swinging strike blocked as being a separate event for no apparently good reason. 10%. Yeah, 10% is fair. Um, combining swinging strike and swinging strike blocked, um, there are 850. So was so that like 12, 15% somewhere between there? That sounds about right. You want to do it on your phone? Yeah, I can do that. What was it? 848 850 divided by, divided by 65, 32. 13%. So it's, it is a little bit higher. My math isn't awful anymore. Yeah. I can estimate percentages. Yes. Oh, you do work as a waiter. That's true. It's <laughs> like exactly what I do 24-7. I'm wondering if there's any results in here that doesn't have those top four being the same. Ooh. Maybe fastball? Fastball, I imagine we're going to see a lot of called strikes. Let's see. Let's see this four seam. Yeah. Ooh, no, you're right. Foul ball is now the 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 king of, of four seamers. Yeah, our top four is now uh, foul balls, called strikes at 4,500, 500 less than foul balls, uh, hit into play and swinging strikes. So uh, we've we've reordered, but it's still the same top four. Huzzah. Pitch outs. Pitch outs have to be. Not this. Pitchouts yeah, have to be exactly. like all balls. <laughs> Six foul balls on pitchouts. How the fuck do you even? Three hit into play uh, with a score. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow, pitchouts are. There's one single pitchout for a ball, which is the ideal for a pitchout. It should yeah. be a ball. And then out of yeah, out of fourteen, three swinging strikes. So those guys suck. <laughs> Can we find video of this? Wow, that's astonishing. I want to see video of all fourteen pitchouts. This is this is pathetic. Wow, yeah, I don't even I don't even know what to what to do with this. Yeah, all right. I feel like the swing strikes is going to be when they are very much ahead in the count and they're just swinging because it doesn't matter. Just a chance to get it on and avoid the tag. Ooh, or they're swinging to try to foul it off so that their runner it, doesn't get caught. Yeah. Like everything just to avoid that guy getting Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, out. Then, yeah. yeah. That's probably exactly a plain spoiler. I could see that. Haha, we know baseball too. All right. We know percentages and something about baseball. What do you think is gonna be the biggest change when we look at this, but look at it from out of the zone pitches? Because remember, all of these pitches all of these numbers we've been talking about thus far are only for these pitches when they've been in the strike zone. Do you think that's why there were so few balls there? Because it's literally in the zone. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, we didn't see any walks either. <laughs> I forgot that. that Actually, was yeah, no, the fact that there's like 150 curveballs for balls yeah. in the zone 
101. <laughs> wow, there's a lot of. I, now that you mentioned that, I forgot. There's 600 fast, four seam fastballs in the zone for balls. That's just so bad. Oh god. Ooh yeah, yeah. Okay, you ready to look at we this? We may right? have forgotten a very important factor. Oh, we did. <laughs> so yeah. we did. <laughs> All right, you ready for looking at um. Yeah. Out of the zone, be a lot more balls here, Josh. I think we're going to see a lot of called strikes. Honestly, our home. Let me let me collapse all the tables real quick so that we don't have to. So we we can we can cheat or talk about it before before we look real quick. So, um, ooh, the EFIS enters the mix, which means that there has not been a single EFIS in the zone, and I wonder if we're going to get a called strike on that. I know three. So there's what three of them. I know uh, one yeah. of them is going to be cranky at least. Oh, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised them, if all three were, honestly. I feel like someone else. I feel like it was like Kershaw threw an Ephus at some point this season. Okay. So, yeah, we have an Ephus now. Um, everything else looks like it's still pretty much in line with what we saw previously. Forcing fastballs is still by far the most. 13,000 forcing fastballs uh, pitched out of the zone. Um, we now have about 5,000 change-ups, um, 7,855 sliders. So we're seeing all the same, like, more popular pitches remaining at the top of this count list. Okay, so we started with change-up last time, so let's keep it consistent and start with change-ups this time. So out of about 5,000 change-ups thrown out of the zone, 4,967, we have 2,623 called balls. Which is there's no sense. other way of saying it really. Yeah. They are balls. Um, <laughs> balls. There's uh, been 316 blocked balls, so really we're just looking at more like 2,900 balls. Uh, 154 called strikes, <laughs> which should not be the case. Shikes. 508 fouls, eight foul bunts, 29 foul tips, 15 hit by pitches. Did um, see those in the zone? <laughs> you did. We did not. No, um, yeah, those are definitely cur- uh, changeups that uh, they're just. Uh, didn't break or hit someone in the foot. Missed uh, bun. We have 417 balls hit into play, 116 of which resulted in no out, and 37 of which resulted in someone scoring. We have one missed bunt, five pitch outs. It's interesting that they're separating them now. Um, 678 swinging yeah. strikes. Wow, that's a lot. That's and then why we saw fucking 60 swinging strikes blocked. The fucking pitch outs because there were pitch outs in the zone. That's why people were swinging at him. You know what actually I'm now wondering is what a pitch out in the zone looks like. Does that mean that all the catcher did was stand up? I don't know. Because like, I've seen, like, Posey does that. Like, po- what Posey will do is when he sees someone, like, starting, he will leave his glove down and stand the fuck up and Just then so that throw. his, like, his legs are set and his hips are set, but he's still catching the glove. Well, a lot of catchers don't ball. like to do it because they, lo- like, they want the ump to keep his view because if mm-hmm. the pitch is a strike, they want to get it called. Right. Um... And Posey ends up still getting them called because he's Buster Posey. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, huh. that's interesting. Now I'm kind of wondering what, what the what the we got to we got to dig deep here, Josh. How 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 in depth can we possibly go? Uh, yeah. So so now our our top four in terms of results is balls, followed by swinging strikes and then foul balls. So I'm wondering if that's going to maintain as we go through this. I'm super curious about the slider. I want to see I am too. what's going on there. And I have to imagine swinging strikes is going to be a big factor Huge. for all of these because yeah. the ideal for when you throw a ball out of the zone is to get the swinging strike. Right. That's, That's the, the point. point of throwing or pitches purposely out of the zone. Yeah. yeah. It's to get someone swinging. We'll put it that right. way. Whether there's weak contact off the cone of the bat or a swinging strike with no contact, 
the result, the, the ideal is to get someone moving the bat um, in a way that's not going to result in any actual damage. Or to scare the living shit out of a batter like in B- Bull Durham. Yes, or to just Bob Gibson them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move to forcing fastballs before we do sliders, just to get another idea of what we're looking at here. That's fair. So uh, 13,060 forcing fastballs thrown out of the zone. Our most common result is a ball. 8,836. So, again, we're falling in line. Far in the far and away, the vast majority. Far and away. The second most is 7,400 fewer than that at the foul ball, 1,439. Okay, that, that seems to make sense still. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the swinging strike, 929. That's actually a lot lower than I was expecting. Yeah, me now, too. I know, fast, I know we're talking out-of-the-zone pitches. I get that. And fastballs don't show too much movement that would kind of screw a batter up right but still to have it be less than 10 percent like that yeah i mean that's that's really because one of the i know one of the big trends nowadays is to throw higher fastballs to try to get people to swing underneath them because no one has the swing plane anymore for like a level swing to catch the high fastball right uh, in the zone or out of the zone uh so to speak so i'm just kind of surprised it's only i guess 931 since we're counting the uh, swinging strike, but blocked. So that is out of thirteen thousand sixty. Yes, seven point one three percent of forcing fastballs thrown out of the zone for a swinging strike. Um, which is, by the way, almost as much as the called strike. Because <laughs> <laughs> call strike here is fourth at eight hundred and twelve, and that seems like way too many. <laughs> right. So it's either. So there's, let's see, let's add these two numbers together. So there's like 1,800 pitches that end up with either the batter sucking major dong or the umpire sucking major dong. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 1,743. So out of that total of 1,360, uh, 13,060, it's 13.35%. So yeah. that's like a little bit better. Um, it's still not great. I think a lesson here is to fucking not throw forcing fastballs out of the zone since um it seems pretty easy that no one's going to do anything with it <laughs> and uh yeah ugly numbers all around yo yeah this is this is a bad <laughs> pitch to throw out it's <laughs> like is not great the fact that 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 the percentage of balls is just so high should tell you yeah. do not do this no exactly. one's chasing at it <laughs> i can't imagine a lot of these are on purpose though other than it being high out of the zone. Or, or yeah, or, or like painting a corner or something yeah. like that. Yeah, unless you're like trying to like hit a spot and you miss by like, you know, an inch and you actually have a good ump. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Which it, never happens this nowadays. It's not, not a chase pitch for you. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. All right, let's check out the slider. You're really excited about the I'm slider. I'm so pumped. Okay, okay. I so just th- want to see something where swinging strikes is like disgustingly high. I, I would expect this would be the one. So we have 7,855 total sliders. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's, the, it's the number two result. Again, since we're still talking out of the zone, balls are still the highest at 4,138. So a little bit more than half. But swinging strikes coming out strong as number two. Yeah. Um, 1,282 well, swinging strikes. And then add on the 262 below that for swinging strikes blocked because a lot of sliders do end up um, in the dirt. So we're looking at like 20, 15, uh, not I keep hitting multiply. I don't want to multiply those numbers. 1,548 uh, st- total swinging strikes, and that's out of our total of 7,855 pitches. So now we're looking at almost 20%. Which is awesome. 
and that's not counting the called strikes like we did for the last one, which we can add on in a second. But if you look at just just the swinging strikes out of the zone for sliders, is a full seven percentage points higher than the swinging strikes and the mistake call strikes from forcing fastballs. This is why people love sliders nowadays. Oh, totally. That's huge. Oh, it's so fucking great. Can you add together called strikes plus the swinging strikes? Yes. To do a quick CSW for pitches just out of the zone? Yes. So it was 262 uh, swinging strikes blocked plus our 1,286 swinging strikes even plus our 287 called strikes. So, so, for, so for reference, while you're doing the actual percentage, having like 30% is kind of the par line where above 30% is pretty good below 30% not so good I'm hoping I know it's not going to be 30% here but I'm hoping it's above it 23.4 that doesn't sound great but these are just pitches out of the zone yeah that's 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 huge that's absolutely not throwing a single strike in the zone and you're still getting a 23% CSW yeah, yeah, that that's massive. That's absolutely massive. Um, there have been some other high numbers here, though there's not a lot after you get out of the swinging strike territory. Um, 622 blocked balls, so just balls in the dirt. Um, 642 fouls, which, again, we could add, theoretically, we could add a certain percentage of those into the swinging strike category. Um, they wouldn't count as a whiff, but they would count as a, a swung strike. If they got added to the count, um, yeah, hit balls hit into play is only 365. That's really fucking low. Uh, 365 out of our 7,875 is 4.65%. 4.65%. 4.65% of all sliders thrown out of the zone went into play. That's, That's it. Insane. How, not even went how, into play no out, not went into play and scored, just not not even went into play and like someone ended just hit into how play. How are there still pitchers in MLB in the MLB, excuse me, who are not trying to develop their own slider right now? And that's why it becomes that's why like the Yankees had a role as Chapman learned one. Yeah. And that was um why the Yankees had Sonny Gray try to learn one and why he got all and he got all pissy because he couldn't throw one well. Why do you think they signed Adam Adovino? Strictly for that, yeah, yeah. Straight up, strictly, strictly for that. He has that singular the reason. Best slider in MLB when he's on. Yeah, it's fucking. So, um, let's look at just a just. Well, actually, now I want to compare this real quick to our slider into the zone. Can we do a full CSW too? I'll do that. So, we had sixty-five. Actually, that's really interesting. So we only had sixty-five hundred thirty-two str- uh, sliders in the zone as compared to seventy-eight hundred fifty-five. Sliders out of the zone. That might be the only Holy one that's higher. Shit. Yeah. Can we just look at that real quick? Um, thirty-five hundred. No, changeups is also higher. Actually. Um, actually, Curve a lot, a higher. lot of this breaking yeah. stuff is higher. Um, which I, I guess also makes sense. Yeah, pretty much only the fastballs are higher in the zone than they are out of the zone. Pretty much everything else is higher out of the zone, which does make sense. I, I suppose since, you know, the whole point of breaking stuff is it's more erratic movement and because the better you can throw something with movement, the more erratic it will be or the more drastic its movement will be, the more likely it is to end up out of the zone. That would make sense that more breaking pitches are out of the zone. It's still, um, 
don't know. It's still interesting to see kind of in front of you like that. So out of the, um, are you adding these numbers together? Uh, I have called strikes and swinging strikes for this. If you go, could go back for to in the, the zone. Other one. Yeah. Okay. And for out of the zone. So we have plus two hundred and sixty-two. Um, I think swinging strikes. That. All right, it's okay. Uh, 1286 plus 262 plus 287. 287. Those are our strikes of various sorts out of the zone, our strikes of various sorts for sliders in the zone. Uh, right. Two or 850. Yeah. Plus 1846. All right, so we have 4,531 called strikes plus swings divided by, I can't really. Add can those you numbers do the parentheses? Yeah, they don't have parentheses. Okay, I do. Well, I could actually just do it from here. So we so have 6,532 um, sliders that were pitched in the zone, and we have 7,855 sliders pitched out of the zone for 14,387 sliders as of Monday. That's a 31.5% swinging strike rate as league or average. Strike rate, because not swinging, because we had the called strikes. Called strikes plus swings. So CSW. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So 31.5% CSW at MLB average for all sliders thrown is pretty great. MLB fucking average, man. That's yeah. just nuts. That's not even That's not even like like picking Adam Adovino or, or Aldis Chapman. That's just the goddamn regular dude. You know what I mean? Homer fucking Bailey level. Yeah, that's just fucking nuts, man. Sliders are awesome. I still can't believe Homer Bailey was like the first guy traded. Second dude, Andrew Cash yeah, was the course. first. Yeah, even better. So forgettable. You already out of the two pitchers traded, you already <laughs> forgot he was first. God. So like, apparently he has like the best changeup in baseball right now. He was at one point very good. I I don't remember that, but I'll take your word for it. But I just I don't know what's going on with the Red Sox. How that's gonna work out. I'm a little bit surprised that they moved as early as they did since they're not guaranteed a playoff spot yet. I mean, the Rays pretty much are. Like, well, it's they're not like they gave up much for him. No, they didn't. They don't, well, they don't have much to give. Also but I'm, true. I'm just saying, like, it's still weird that they give up anything because I'm not, I'm not counting them out. They're obviously a very good team, and they are obviously going to make some kind of a push to spaces on the sky level of skill that their players on and the roster possess the fact that it's the boston red sox you know. yeah it's um it is surprising oh no andrew Kashner had one good season with san diego oh he had two good seasons with san diego a long time ago yeah 2013 so, 2014 i don't know why i thought he was good at one point i mean a 3-4 in 2017 is an awful um Oh, he is not good at striking out pitchers at batter striking out batters. No, Holy his shit. career high is what five point one here in Miami. Those are walks, I think. Oh, sorry, you're right. Uh, seven point eight, no, ten point one back in 2012, but that is the only one. Yeah, but in 46 innings, eight. he was he li- was right, basically a. Uh, so eight, eight is his highest strikeouts per nine. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. No, it's not great. And lately, it's been what like oh, it's is it 3. really three point six? Oh my god! Oh dear lord! He has a three point six strikeout per nine, walk per nine, and home run per nine. They're all three point six. That's not that, that, ideal. 
no, that's also got to be an all-time anomaly. How do you get 3.6 for all three of those very different stats? The same way you hit 247 for five straight years. I'm actually just kind of marveling at That's nuts that all three of those numbers would be the same. His whip's exactly two. He's averaging 14 and a half hits per nine. Three points. At, all right. Well, anyway, let's jump back over to what we were doing. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Can you go back for a sec? Yeah. Because that's just in Boston so far. Oh, that's why he has one game in Boston. Yeah. I, didn't okay. realize he, I didn't realize yeah. he had pitched in Boston yet. Oh, God, that makes oh, so much that more sense. Oh, that makes a lot. A lot of here. sense. Yeah, okay. Oh, God. All right. I feel better about life now. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. So, in 2019 as a whole, he has 6.0 strikeouts per nine, 2.8 walks per nine, 1.2 home runs per nine, and 8.3 hits per nine. Still pretty rough. Not great. Still very rough, actually. 4.51, what is that? He's letting up a homer and a a fifth fifth. every game. That's not good. Or every nine innings he pitches. Actually, it's funny because that's going to come up in my my pitching conversation in a minute. I've I've got some pitching stuff in that. Uh, although not not um, in that level. So anything else you want to look at versus from from in the zone versus out of the zone discussion here? I mean, it's tough because there's so yeah. much fucking raw data here. But I think I'm good for this. I think I hit. I got my sliders fix in. I got my swing strike fix in. I think I'm good to go. Yeah, it's it became a kind of overwhelming because you know it would have been one thing if this was my original idea. It would have ended at the count. You know, right. it would have ended. With, okay, the most commonly p- thrown pitch out of the zone is forcing fastball, and the most commonly p- thrown pitch in the zone is forcing fastball because there there's a lot of forcing fastballs. Mm-hmm. But I think that just the sheer volume of shit that baseball savants willing to give you and that they have and that you can break down at this fucking level, I mean, you, we, we could spend the amount of time we spent just talking about sliders today – on every single one of these pitches because this pretty much is going to show in some respect one of the main reasons why each of these pitches is thrown. Yeah. Because, like we said, fastballs out of the zone don't do nothing, whereas fastballs in the zone are used for very specific things, and, like, they have, like, a much higher percentage of uh, foul balls, called strikes, which is obvious because called strikes are enormous. Um and 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 well you know not fucking walking which is kind of the point of th- being a fastball pitcher is you're not going to throw walks you're going to pump the zone full of shit and you're either going to get strikeouts from throwing very fast or strikeouts from th- placing your spots well a la Greg Maddox and just kind of inducing weak contact to some degree from that so it, it's 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 really kind of cool this is why I love doing baseball shit this was not what I wanted to do when I came into this project. <laughs> but you found one fucking cool thing to do anyway. Yeah, I found I found what I found was so much better. I guess it really is about the journey. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, I hate myself too. <laughs> okay, so this is this is really like like I said, this is quite small. This was just kind of an idea I had and I didn't think it was gonna be worth an entire episode. So one of the things I'll get into this. Okay. One of the things I always think about is how pointless I think ERA is. Not um, in terms of like comparisons and understanding how good a pitcher is, because I think it is still good for that. But I think it's weird because no one throws nine innings in one outing, 
And that's what ERA is predicated off of. Right. ERA is... It provides a baseline. Yeah. It's if you threw nine innings, how many runs would you give up? So if you have a 3.5 ERA, if you were going to go out and pitch a complete game, you would let up, on average, 3.5 runs. Right. And that seems like a great way of doing it back when pitchers basically only threw complete games. Mm-hmm. You know, a la Cy Young. Where all of his games were complete games, pretty much. But today, I mean, no one does that. It's an event if someone throws a complete game. Right. Not even like a shutout or a no hitter. Yeah, really. If you throw if you throw eight fucking innings, it's a big deal. Uh-huh. And I'm not saying that to deride anyone throwing eight innings. It is a big deal. Right, <laughs> but right, right, right. It just makes ERA feel kind of weird because I get what it means. I get that like having that 1.8 ERA as a reliever, like I think Aroldis Chapman's is, um, although it might have gone up after last night. Well, I definitely. Oh, it's a 2.45. So I get that a 2.45 ERA, is a, that's a really good ERA, mm-hmm. even though he's a reliever and they're just generally lower because they see fewer batters. That's a really good ERA. But at the same time, Rawls Chapman's not pitching nine innings, and so it feels kind of useless to give me a stat that's going to show me how many runs he's going to let up on average over nine innings. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you're going to do that, if you're going to show me how likely he is to give up runs, I think there's better ways of doing it. Okay. So I Tell presented a few different ways. And again, this isn't meant to like revolutionize anything. It's kind of a discussion point. So, I have uh, stats that I pulled straight off of Baseball Reference for CC Sabathia, Araldus Chapman, Clayton Kershaw, and Josh Hader. Love two C. Hader up there. Yeah, two relievers. I figured you like Hader. Yeah, <laughs> two relievers <laughs> and two starters. And I, I picked Sabathia um, very advisedly. Um, in part, yeah, it was just easier for me to pick Yankees. I didn't want to pick four Yankees, so I didn't. But also because he just doesn't throw nine innings. You will never get... If you get six innings out of Sabathia, like the Yankees did last night, that's a good day. You right. will be thankful you got six. Because he's usually going to give you five from what I've seen over the past like three years. So it felt especially um, like present of an idea with him here. So I have uh, the games that they've played, the number of games that they've played in, the number of innings they've pitched, the number of earned runs they've allowed, and their ERA. Okay, So Sabathia has pitched in 15 games. He's pitched 82 innings. He's allowed 37 earned runs. That's good for a 4.06 ERA. Those are all fine numbers. Those are all... Nothing crazy, nothing spectacular. Those are all fifth starting pitching numbers. Yeah, your fifth starter numbers. So... If instead of making ERA, like I said, since it's about if you went out and pitched nine innings, what if we made it for starters about how likely are you, how many runs are you likely to give up in the games that you pitch, right? So ERA, um, CC Sabathia has, has thrown 15 games and he's allowed 37 earned runs, which means that on average per game, he's allowing 2.47 earned runs. Not now, bad. That's not bad at all. Now, you might say to yourself, yeah, but he only throws way, he throws way fewer innings. As compared to the other starter on this list, Clayton Kershaw, he's thrown 30, or 23 fewer innings. That's noticeable. That's huge. But we also understand that CC Sabathia is only going to throw five innings, right? right. This kind of takes the innings out of the equation because you know who your pitcher is. You know what I mean? Like, that 2.47 is like, all right, all, that's all well and good. But that's going to be in five innings. Like, that's not going to be for six or seven. 
seven like you would expect from maybe like a Jacob DeGrom, who's way more likely to give you seven innings than CeCe Sabathia is. Right? What do you th- so let's just go down the line. Um, Araldis Chapman, 39 games, 36.2 innings, because he's a reliever. Uh, 10 earned runs, a 2.45 ERA. So in his earned runs per game, he has 0.26 earned runs per game he's pitched in. Spectacular. Very good. As a closer, that's what you want. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I think is going to change a lot, especially when we look at the next one, because this is uh, you want to shut down games. You want to allow the fewest runs possible. He has allowed only a quarter of a run on average per game he's appeared in. It's hard to ask for much more than that. Clayton Kershaw, 16 games, 105 innings, 35 earned runs, a 3.00 ERA, good for a 2.19 earned runs per game. That's great for a starting pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Who's probably going to go around, on average, six innings per game. He's actually been crazy consistent this year. Yeah, I think six innings per game is like the lowest he's done so far. We can just actually just average that out real quick. Um, he has pitched 105 innings over, over the course 16. of 16 games, which is good for, yeah, 6.5. 6.6. I'm actually going to look up his uh, baseball reference while you go into this just to see what his... I actually have it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we can just switch to that in a second. Right, go away, little guy. All right, and then Josh Hader, 33 games, 45 innings because he is a reliever, 12 earned runs, a 2.40 ERA, and his ERA per game is actually... This one is higher... Then Araldis Chapman, who has allowed, um, who has a higher ERA because of his fewer innings. Um, so Hader has allowed 0.36 earned runs per game. That caveat comes because Hader has thrown in fewer games, but he has thrown for more innings. Um, so that will come into factor as well, the same way the idea that Sabathia is only going to throw you five innings, whereas Kershaw will throw you six or seven. Uh, Arales Chapman will throw you one inning as a reliever, whereas Hader is likely to give you one plus, one, one plus, two. yeah, one yeah. two to at usually at max. I don't think I've seen him. I think he's, he's one he's three go- out. He, yeah, he's gone over two innings before this season, but it's been like once or twice. Yeah, it's not yeah, a, it's a common crazy. occurrence for him. So, what do you think about this? I really like it. I feel like they're. So the earned runs, hold on, words are escaping me, like usual. The earned runs per game, I think, works better for starters than it does relievers, which is why I'm glad you have the second thing that you did just there, because (laughs) I read ahead. Um, But I do think this is, I don't think it should be replacing ERA by any means, but I definitely like that it is another thing that we could add on to use to compare these pitchers. Yeah, none of this is ever going to replace ERA. It's too solidified of a stat, Mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to replace ERA because... You can't. Well, also, like, you know, we know. Like, if you look at Josh Hader's 2.4 ERA, you know that's very good. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to replace ERA. You know he's not giving up. 2.4 2.4 earned runs every time he goes out there to pitch. Like, yeah, yeah, you know he's not going to just like a fucking batting practice. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we wouldn't, but um, I, I, I actually like this a lot better as well because one of my things is I want to know if you, someone's about to throw the ball for however many innings they're going to do it, right, starter or reliever, how likely is this person to fuck it up? How right. likely is this person to allow runs? Now, 
on fucking a, it up comes more in terms of relievers than it does starters because your starters are going to allow runs. Right. You have to give them room to allow. That's why a quality start is three earned runs or fewer. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna allow runs, and your relievers will too eventually. And I get that. But yeah, I will say the earned runs per game is a lot more useful of a stat when you have guys like Clayton Kershaw and CC Sabathia who are very consistently putting up the same number of innings per start. Yes. So guys like I don't know, I couldn't even think of one like maybe like Yanni Chirinos or Nathan Ivaldi who have just wildly different um results as far as, you know, going out for three, four, five, six, seven innings pitched. It's gonna be it's too much of a variance to really make this a very useful stat in the same way that ERA is. Yeah, no, I I agree, okay. especially with the with those Tampa Bay pitchers. Yeah, because their their usage is erratic, which um, kind of wonder if they like or not. You know, because yeah, I, I feel know. like on the one hand, as like as a younger person, I feel like like the the not knowing could be kind of fun, mm-hmm. getting used in all sorts of like different scenarios. Kind of keep things interesting. Really fucks with your routine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like I, I know for a fact, like old school dudes who came up like your routine is how you pitch, like would not like that because yeah. they came up with your routine is how you pitch. Okay, so, man. all right, so that's earned runs per game. Before we move on, I did pull up Clayton Kershaw's. Page. Oh yeah, go ahead. He has not pitched less than six innings pitched or more than seven innings pitched. <laughs> that is remarkable. And he has one with six point one and one with six point two. That is remarkable consistency. It, he is an absolute machine. Just a fucking gem. Yeah, isn't he great? He really is. Mm. Looks just like Greg, doesn't he? he? Yeah, he does. All right. So if we look at this, if you break this down a little bit further, though, we can look at it on an innings level. Okay, so what I did for this one is just take the number of innings that a pitcher has thrown and divide that by the number of earned runs they've allowed to get us an idea of how many innings does it take you to allow a run. Okay. So, CC Sabathia, again, his 82 innings was as resulted in 37 earned runs. That is good for 2.22. Arales um, Chapman in his 36.2 innings and his 10 earned runs is 3.62. Clayton Kershaw, 105 innings and 35 earned runs, 3.0. And Josh Hader, 45 innings and 12 earned runs, 3.75. I really Wait, hold on. like this. Something's, no, this is, this is right. Okay. Continue. I really like this, um, especially for relievers, because it's like how many – if your relievers only going out there for like one, two innings, like uh, Hader, Chapman are, I really like – okay, we could send them out, you know, three, four times. This is how many times they're going to get smacked around. And, of course, it's not that simple. Right. But I really just like – I just like it's just a cool stat. I don't know why I like it. I just do. Well, this is where I I end up liking it the most because this is what's going to tell you. So for this number, the higher the better. Yes. For this number, the higher it is, the better it is. Because what it's saying is, yeah, like it's going to take Clayton Kershaw three innings to allow one earned run. Yes. Okay. That's way better, especially for relievers. That's so much better. You know what I'm saying? Because like, all right. Even if it's not going to be a multi-inning performance, like let's take that out of the equation for a second, and it's Rawls Chapman. You know that this is basically saying like, all right, it's going to take him like every third, fourth closing opportunity he gets, he's going to allow an earned run. Earned run. Right. Thereabouts, right, right, right. based on the number of earned runs he's allowed and the number of um, innings he's thrown. And 
that's that that to me is finally fucking useful. Like it is. that I'll take because I that's what I want to know. His 2.45 ERA, like I know that's a very good ERA, but he's not throwing nine innings. He's throwing one. Mm-hmm. So how likely is he in the one inning he's pitching to let up an earned run? And the answer is once every third or fourth inning. Right. Or for him since once one per appearance, once every third or fourth appearance. Right. That's what I was trying to say, but you said so much more eloquently and using actual words. Thank you. <laughs> and so we also know this can, really ties perfectly into the, the previous um, earned runs per game thing is that CC is going to allow, it's only going to take him two and a quarter innings to allow an earned run. So if you leave him out there for two innings, sorry, for four innings, five innings, we'll, we'll say five. Two. Two earned runs. Yeah. And that's maybe Maybe a third pretty damn good you'll take it absolutely you will take it and you'll know that every inning you leave him out there for longer now this goes up exponentially because of fatigue and times through the order and all right. that stuff so it's not going to be linear um it will be exponential be cool it was, though. it'll be so cool because <laughs> that's just not how life works uh but you know that as you know you leave him out for more innings you are obviously also leaving him out there for more potential earned runs so it is this enters the great debate of when do you pull pitchers, but in general that's that's I don't know. I uh I think I like this one about the most. I think the, I think you'll like the next one too. Oh boy. What's the next one? I can't read that far. So what I did here was that in thinking with my innings per earned run, um what percentage of the games that you've thrown have you allowed an earned run? Oh, so this is not cool. useful if you are a starting pitcher. Yeah, because it's going to be like nearly 100%. Yeah, so for for um, Clayton Kershaw, he's allowed an earned run in 94% of his of his games. So he's had one Literally one. one literally yeah. one singular. Um, I just have to say shutout because he didn't throw a complete game, but, but shutout. One without allowing a run. Yeah, and CC has had two such games, so he's at 87% of his starts have uh, <laughs> involved an earned run of some kind. So it doesn't matter the number of earned runs, just have you allowed an earned run in that appearance. So out of CC's 15 games, 13 of those games have an earned run. Out of Kershaw's 16 games, 15 of those have an earned run. So this is much more useful for relievers. So for Chapman, out of his 39 games, only six of them have earned runs. And for Josh Hader, out of his 33 games, eight of them have earned runs. So that means that 15%... Of the games Aroldis Chapman has appeared in, he's allowed an earned run um, or more. And for Josh Hader, 24% of his outings have resulted in him giving up at least one earned run. Again, the number of runs he's given up don't matter. Just has he given... Binary, yes or no. And, I mean, you might say, like, oh, Chapman is very much ahead of him, but you also have to remember... The innings. Yeah, he's just out there for usually twice as many innings as Chapman. That's just going to even out closer towards a starter. This, I think, is going to be most, most useful if you're looking at tight games, if you're looking at, and you're looking at, um, like, really just closing opportunities. Yeah. You know I mean, this says what's obvious, which is Aralis Chapman is a very good closer, but that's what you want. You want to know that, like, all right, if we bring in Aralis Chapman now, it's a three to two ball game. We're squeaking by on it. It's the ninth inning. He only has, there's only a 15% chance this man's going to give up any number of earned runs. And that is a very comforting thought to a Yankees oh, fan. Oh, absolutely. 85% chance he closes it out perfectly and nobody scores. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Yeah. And then if you have like a two or a three run lead and you think there's only a 15% chance of him allowing 
any earned runs. Right. And then if you add in like the number of times he's let up more than one, it would only it's going to go down as it would for every um, single pitcher. Like that's that's where I start to feel like okay, a piece of information in a baseball game that's useful to me. Right. The more we dig into this kind of stuff the more I realize I would be a horrible manager just because there's <laughs> so much information for like managers to look at and make decisions off of, I would be paralyzed by options. Truly paralyzed. Like there's too much information. And this is why I get a lot of guys who go with their gut. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. So like I said, this is not useful for stars, but what do you think about this for, for our, our relievers? I love it. I think this shit's great. I'd love to go through and do like all the closers or you know all the setup guys, see like who the real dominant relievers are, just in all the different possible ways we could look at it. Is there any method of looking at this type of pitching metric um, that I didn't talk about that you would have liked to seen? Um, I think I had my bases pretty well covered, so I feel <laughs> so like to speak, the- in terms of baseball oh, conversation, but. I feel like the only thing that we didn't go over was when you give up earned runs in a game. So, like, when you're off, when you give up a run, is it one off? Can you rebound very quickly and lock it down? Or is it a floodgates-type deal where you just give up multiple runs, tons of earned runs, whatever it may be? I feel that would be pretty cool to look into. Let me ask you this. What do you think is more useful? I just thought of this now. Um, For a reliever. ERA or WHIP? WHIP. I actually think I think I pick WHIP as well because that's already on an inning per inning basis. You Technically, know? you would think relievers are there to not allow the other team to score first, but I feel like WHIP, especially with inherited is runners, a lot more predictive than it is than ERA. Well, I I would I would I would maybe go with I'd maybe go with ERA. For clean innings, like innings you get to start, and then mm-hmm. whip for um, inheriting when runners. You, yeah, exactly. Oh, that would definitely. be an interesting one. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, because like if you have, you know, because like say Wallace Chapman has like 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 a one point five whip, but his ERA is still two point four five or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like one point five whip, that's not very good. So, but he doesn't allow runners to 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 cross the base much when he actually pitches. So he's not the guy you'd bring in. On a messy inning, but let's say some weirdo who's got like a three five or four ERA as a reliever, but like a point nine whip, he just allows home runs. Yeah, it just gives up long balls. Yeah, that, that that's interesting. I would. <laughs> so next week on uh, Juicing the Numbers, we will have that. <laughs> oh, just nothing but previews. <laughs> that's actually, I'm really intrigued by that. So get your fucking ass to work, my boy. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because I do this at work. <laughs> Hope his boss is listening. She's not. <laughs> we should do a live stream like the, what we've been talking about, but do it while you're at work so your boss can listen. Oh, we should not at all. <laughs> Thank you very much. I will refrain from doing that. Uh, it is a Saturday night at 7.45 p.m. I'm definitely not at work right now. I'm certainly um, not clocked in getting paid for this. Um, yeah, so let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at JuicingPod. If you want to hit us up via Gmail for any questions, comments, or ideas, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers at gmail.com. And if you want to check out the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.Wixsite.com slash website. And until Monday, y'all have a good one. Have fun at work, Joe.